bonus content. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's been about maybe four days in my world since we recorded the Clayton Fletcher episode, and I've had a couple developments since then that I thought was worth uh, throwing out a podcast um, in addition to before we get to uh, next Monday, a week from now. Um, one is the mailbag. Got uh, some... Uh, I got an email I wanted to read, and I couldn't really fit it in on the uh, uh, Clayton episode. Um, and another one is the is a six four spades update. So you guys can probably guess what this is about. Uh, I want to start off by saying that uh, this was my fault, and I never should have signed up with six four spades without having a um, a good working knowledge of who the owners were what their business plan was, um, you know, how uh, everything on the back end worked as far as tracing the uh, rake back and all of that. Um, this has been pretty humbling for me, and I really want to apologize for this. It, um, I've learned a lot. Uh, next time, I will know the owners on a personal basis, and I will make sure that we have a clear line of communication. And, I, you know, I'm also going to get with their tech guys and make sure that uh, – you know, we both understand how the rake back works and that uh, I'm reading it correctly. So, uh, I got an email from a listener and he said that he was having withdrawal issues. He said he put in for a withdrawal uh, three weeks ago and he has emailed them asking them what happened, that, you know, he requested a Venmo withdrawal and he hasn't heard anything. Uh, I also requested a uh, withdrawal about two weeks ago, and I still hadn't uh, gotten the check in the mail. So I gave the owner a call yesterday morning, um, and uh, he said that, okay, there's four options that you can withdraw from on 6-4 spades. There's uh, PayPal, Venmo, Skrill, and MoneyGram. PayPal, I guess, isn't working. He told me that he's able to use his buddy's PayPal account. And as money comes into that account, if people request that they want to get a cash out via PayPal, then uh, as money comes into that PayPal account, he can pay him out through there. He also said that uh, the Venmo, I can't remember the reason that the Venmo wasn't working, uh, but he said Venmo also isn't working. And I said, well, you got to you gotta email my guy back and let him know that Venmo's not working. And he said, well, he should have gotten an email back saying that Venmo isn't working. What other method would you like? Uh, and I said, well, I'm looking at the email thread that he uh, forwarded to me, and I don't see a response in here. And that's when he said, well... I hired a guy full time to do my emails. There should be a response. We have a hundred percent response rate. <laughs> like, okay, well, maybe you need to hire someone else. Maybe one guy's not enough, and uh, you know it's too much work for one guy. I I don't know, but all I can tell you is I'm looking at the thread here. I don't see a response, and my guy didn't see one either. Um, you know, and I told him that uh, you know this happened six weeks ago, and 
it was hell to get uh, to get paid. And after talking with you on the phone for half an hour, I got the impression that, uh, you know, this was a glitch in the matrix and you were going to get it sorted out. And here six weeks later, and nothing's changed. Uh, issues that I had six weeks ago, I'm having again. And so is one of my guys. Like, you know, nothing's changed. The problem hasn't been solved. Uh, you're really not convincing me here that, uh, that I want to stick with your site. And so I let him know that it, you know, this just isn't going to work out. And, um, so we're basically parting ways. I'm, uh, I wanted to let you know that I'm done with the site and by me leaving, um, your guys' rake back is going to go away. Uh, now about the rake back you were getting. When we switched over from Poker Mania to 6-4 Spades, for some reason, all of the rake back was going to the show and none of it to the listener. Uh, it was supposed to be a split. And there was a mistake or a misclick. I don't believe it was deliberate. Um, I didn't set it up, but, you know, I should have been there in the process and seen the, uh, seen how it was done, but I didn't catch it until yesterday. So I spent all day yesterday going back through everyone's records and doing a lot of math. And I know exactly what I owe each person anywhere from two cents to over a hundred dollars. Uh, so, um, I have that. I've emailed everyone that, um, um, that, uh, was on, uh, six, four spades and, you know, exactly what your, uh, rake back amount is. And I can get you that via, uh, I do have PayPal that works and I do have Venmo that works. So I can get it to you that way. Or I could just, uh, do snail mail and I can mail you a check in the mail if you would like that. So, um, some of the things that, uh, the owner has told me, um, well, first of all, he said of the four options, PayPal, Venmo, and Skrill are not working. If you want a withdrawal, you got to do a MoneyGram. Uh, now, when I, uh, I when I requested the MoneyGram uh, over two weeks ago, um, it had just been saying pending that entire time. Uh, then when I texted him and ended up uh, calling him, uh, he said that uh, it still says pending, so he's going to send out a FedEx um, check in the mail. Um, you know, and then when I asked him, I'm like, well, why is it so hard to get a hold of you? Why didn't, you know, why didn't you call me back? And he said, uh, well, I've been in a 16 hour tournament yesterday and I just didn't have time. And I'm like, well, see, man, this is the same thing that we went through six weeks ago because while you were off playing poker, all of a sudden there was no cash outs and this whole side of the business just fell apart while you were gone. You know, in six weeks, you should have gotten a system in place so that this shit doesn't happen. You know, when one guy leaves or goes on vacation, you know, the, you know, this side of the business doesn't just fall apart. So, um, you know, I just want to be honest with you guys and I want to let you know exactly what, uh, what I found out. And this has been a real learning lesson for me. I should have pulled the plug six weeks ago when it first happened. Um, I believe that everyone deserves a second chance. And, um, but you know what? Sometimes, you just know. And, um, yeah. So, uh, withdraw using a, uh, using a MoneyGram. If you guys want to continue to play on there, um, then go ahead. But, uh, I'm, uh, I'm out. Let's see. Oh, uh, I got a, uh, I got an email after uh, one of the cash outs, uh, from Tom. He says, uh, Steve, thanks for being honest about it. 
I hope you get your check in the mail. Uh, keep the money. Uh, I've got far more than $3.90 in content from the podcast over the last few years. Well, thank you, Tom. I will throw that in the little piggy bag for the scholarship uh, next year. And uh, I thank you. Uh, congratulations on the great run in Vegas. Thank you, sir. I can tell how far your personal game has come since you started the podcast. So it must be a long-time listener. You and Mike inspired me years ago to get back into poker and get a lot better at it. I appreciate the podcast because you and Carlos crush at my and most players' level. Thank you. Mike does too, just a little higher stakes. The game you guys play is where I try to be. So many great podcasts, like Jonathan Little, for example, go over hands from 10,000 buy-ins or 1020 no-limit cash. Poker is so different from a 10K buy-in versus an $11 tournament that it almost feels like a different game. The level of opponent is so different in order to exploit them at the optimal play is often totally different. I appreciate having a podcast that is applicable to the everyday player's level. Keep up the good work. Just keep Mike off his terrible politics. I'm just kidding. Mostly. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. It, uh, yeah, you know, my goal for the podcast when I started, I think I've said this several times, is uh, I just wanted to get better at cards and I wanted to help anyone else I could along the way. And it has blossomed into um, a, uh, a profitable podcast that, you know, I donate uh, to basically a charity every year. And uh, I look at it like the more content I can put out and the more people I can help, um, you know, the more good I'm doing uh, long term. And in the end, a, a student gets uh, uh, gets a scholarship out of it. So uh, my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for listening. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. It means a lot to me. Um, let's see. Oh, this one is from Greg says, uh, uh, Steve, quick question for you. I've been listening to your recap of the WSOP trip. Congrats, by the way, on a 33% return. Very nice. Yes. Uh, you've alluded more than once to avoiding the really low buy-in tourneys. I'm guessing that's because you're sticking to formats with at least 30 minute blind levels. Are there any other factors that lead to that decision? Yes. <laughs> I would say rake is probably one of the biggest uh, factors. So if you buy into a $45 tournament at the Excalibur or the Luxor, they're going to take about 15 or 20 bucks out of that uh, $45 that just go to the house. They have to pay their dealers. They have to pay rent. And they got to pay for the space that the poker tables occupy. And it comes out to about 15 bucks a seat or 150 bucks per table. So, um, in theory, it costs the same amount for a casino to put on a $45 tournament as it does for a $200 tournament. And in a $200 tournament, you can get, uh, you can buy in for 200 bucks. And maybe only $25 goes to the uh, prize pool, leaving a hundred and, or $25 goes to the house, leaving 175 bucks for, um, for the players, for the prize pool. So that's a huge factor. What I do when I go into Vegas is I get, uh, I have an app on my phone. It's called Poker Atlas and it's got, uh, it's got all the tournaments, you know, by exactly what time they start, the blind structures. When this program first came out several years ago, uh, the accuracy on it was probably 80%. But in the last 
two years, I haven't found an error yet. Uh, so it seems to be pretty accurate, and that can give you a snapshot of all the tournaments for the day. And it's got all the series in there. It even, even has cash games. Um, so I'd recommend using that. And then specifically look at the rake. And if you see a $100 tournament and they're taking out 20 bucks, well, then you can do the math and you figure, okay, that's a 20% VIG. That's a 20% rake. That would be better than if you had a $100 tournament and they took $30 out because that would be a $30, $30 rake. So that's one of the things that I look at right there. Uh, Greg goes on to say, my bankroll is limited. So when I do make a couple of annual trips to Vegas uh, a year with my buddies, we stay downtown and play the $70 Golden Nugget game. $300, $350 buy-in feels super rich for my blood, or at least for my bankroll. That said, the Golden Nugget game moves fast by design, with Annie's kicking in semi-early, and I think 20-minute blinds, maybe even 15. Suffice to say, one better hope for some solid opening hands early, or it's a short stack, t- or a short stack time in no time. All the best, Greg. Yeah. So basically, uh, I just wanted to take a few minutes and kind of go over my uh, my plan for uh, um, when I go out for a series like that. Like I said before, have a uh, have a bankroll in mind and uh, whatever uh, limits you're going to be playing. I was in the $70 uh, range here just a few years ago, and I'm moving up. I hope in a few years I'll be regularly buying into one case. Uh, but, um, yeah, know what uh, know what your average buy-in is, and then shoot for that super low rake and long blind structures. You want to play as uh, – you want to see – as many hands as possible. You don't want to play as many hands as possible. <laughs> That's a quick way to bust. Uh, you want to see as many hands as possible because the more hands that you can see, uh, the better your edge is going to be. You're going to be just the fact that you listen to this podcast and that you study the game and uh, you you know are trying to get better at poker. You are going to be better than your competition at a $70 tournament, Greg. So, the edge there is uh, finding a $70 tournament that has the lowest rake with the longest blind structures. And uh, at that point, just make good decisions. Know your stack size, know your shove ranges, know your calling ranges, and uh, three bet the shit out of people that are opening too much. <laughs> All right. Um, when it does go quick like that, it does take away some of your edge because theoretically, um, if we want to get into game theory here, for every hand you see, you're gaining chips. Okay. Now you may fold 12 hands in a row and then pick up jacks and make 12 big blinds. But in theory right there, what you're doing is you're making one big blind every time you see a hand. That's probably way too much, but that's the quickest example I could come up with. So you want to see as many hands as possible. So if you can find a tournament that has, um, you know, 20 minute blind levels instead of 15, then you probably want to play that one. You're going to have to do a little guessing game there with, well, this one has 15 minute blinds and this one has 20. Uh, if you're really curious about it, I would take a, a snapshot of it and I would send it to at hip hop trivia 101 and see what Carlos says about it because he's the expert at this. But generally speaking, lowest rake, longest blind structures. And typically to get those, you have to pay a little bit more. But, uh, don't, it's more important to stay in, inside your bankroll. It would be much better for you, Greg, to play five $70 tournaments than it would one $350 one. You spread out the variance. Um, and the competition at these games is so, um, 
non-existent. It, uh, you know, I told you guys about that tournament where they gave me first place. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so there is money to be made in these. Uh, I'm proof of it. Uh, Andrew Peeper is proof of it. Carlos Welch is proof of it. Um, it's just, um, yeah, just pick the ones with the longest blind structures and the lowest rake. If you can fulfill those two things, that is uh, going to leapfrog you to success. That's all I got for this week. Uh, be sure to check out all things poker at headsuppoker.poker. If you want to email me, submit a hand to the podcast, you can do so there. Um, I've emailed everyone that had money on 6-4 spades, so check your email. Um, it'll be from the podcast uh, uh, email, headsuppokerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I've told you exactly what your balance is on 6-4 spades, exactly what uh, rake back I owe you, and I give you details on uh, on how to get that. Thank you for tuning in, and here is your weekly motivational speech. Give up something to get something. You must fail a hundred times to succeed once. You only learn when you fail. When you fail, it's okay to get depressed. It's okay to cry. It's okay to go home. But eventually, you have to get over it and move on. The greatest people have ever walked this planet constantly had setbacks in life and failures. Constantly. Most people stop at failure. We've all failed at things. I'm gonna to continue to fail at stuff. It's the most powerful tool you can use, but it all depends on how you use it. It's that drive inside of you. It's the fuel that burns you like something that's never burned inside you before. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. <laughs>